Um. What up, friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so silly. I should probably re-record this, huh? Uh, I don't care. You're tired. We're here. We're here. We're, I'm gonna just do this. The, whatever. That's fine. It's fine. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another cast. Before we begin, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Dabblin Dribblin. We are pretty active on there, so make sure you check us out. Mm. And follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Because we're all there too. So subscribe, rate, share with a friend. Yeah. You know, because be we're cool. good times. That'd be great. Um, and if you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> I know that's um, not what you were gonna say. Huh? I know that's not what you were gonna no, say. No, I actually like I was it was going that direction. Because oh. what I was gonna say was like if you didn't know what our podcast was about, is that we talk about everything. We dabble on everything. Yeah. Um and we talk a bit about basketball. Right. And NBA we, basketball. NBA basketball specifically. Don't know about that college stuff. I mean we sometimes talk about it, but it's mostly NBA basketball. Only in March. Yeah. And only for half an episode. Right. Right. That's exactly what we did this past year. Right. And, uh, yeah. And then we talk about some dope people. So if you didn't know, now you know now. Now you know, yeah. So what was in our da- uh, dabbling section? The Met Gala. Absolutely. All the Pope wear. All the Pope wear. Uh, Childish Gambino. Uh, fire. Setting the internet on fire. Fire. And fire. just gun conversation. The most... Um, Cerebral music video you've seen in a while? Yeah, I realize I'm also. Are eating you them. eating these <laughs> chips right now? While we th- these are plantain chips that we you made by my father and it's really good. Okay, listen, I'm not even throwing shade, but th- we've got to finish this so we can eat these chips. <laughs> okay, let's do. Because these things. That, did your dad put cocaine in these chips? Probably. My God. Um, so Childish Gambino's new music video is dope. Um, so dope. And then we just talk about. Being black in America and how it scares the crap out of white people, apparently. Yeah, because they be calling the cops on black people all the time. For, you know, living. Napping. Renting an Airbnb. My Um, goodness. Shopping shopping, for your prom. Yeah. Um, Cookouts, which I just found out about. You know, it just sucks to be a black person because you're scary. And I talk about my first ever NASCAR race that I visited this past weekend. It was enlightening. Slash, I don't know why you did this to yourself. I saw America, Bri. Mm-hmm. America. America. In the NBA section, mm-hmm. we talk rookie class. We mm-hmm. talk coach of the year. Which you didn't even know about until I told you. No, that happened. That was very recent. That, yeah. That's some wild stuff. Yeah. Kind of surprised me. Yeah. Um, we talk NBA playoffs, the MJ versus LeBron mm-hmm. stuff going on right now. And then right. offseason stuff. Of course. And our dope people were pretty cool, I think. Yeah. So, which is never, never a bad thing. And uh, yeah, I want to eat more of these chips. Spoiler alert, uh, my dope person was Bri's dad for making these plantain chips. <laughs> See, dad, everybody loves it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. All right, let's get into this cast because it's pretty dope. Let's go. Check it out. To another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bri. Hey. It is episode number 46, 47. Seven. 47. You were Damn. here last week. It was 46. Was it? So that means we're doing this. That's awesome. A plus one. Yeah. So how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a busy week, but a very yeah. fulfilling week. Yeah. It's been a, like, I think for like the work that we do outside of the podcast is a busy time of year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like every part of the year is a busy time of year in what we do, but yeah. whatever. It just changes this, forms. Yeah. It's just like a different form of busyness. Um, but yeah, it's good, good time. And the, and the sun is out, which is nice. 
Are you able to wear shorts? Yo, New York City looks fantastic. New York City, you look great. Specifically, the people. Ugh. The people just, make it. The people are what make it. I was walking by uh, a couple of basketball courts the other day. Mm-hmm. And just, just a sight for sore eyes. Just so many gentlemen without shirts on. Oh, really? Just, just attractive. Pray. Pray? <laughs> Say more. No, I'm good. Outside of that. <laughs> we, I, was, I was riding my bike to the gym today. Yeah. And there was a busy sidewalk of people. But right. amidst all that, there was two tall mm-hmm. blonde twins mm. walking mm-hmm. with a shorter male in between them. And they were both holding his hands. I'm so confused. Was it, was it their dad? No, they were all young people. They were all like Was it their early brother? 20s. Don't know. <laughs> Was it? I have so many questions he, he about He wore this. shades and he looked like G-Eazy. Jesus. But it, but it wasn't G-Eazy's him. very cute. Yeah, he is. So he looked like him. Same First hair First of all, the that. fact that you know who G-Eazy is makes me really proud of you. Oh, really? Because you don't know anything. When yeah, I know. I know who Jeezy is. <laughs> I know say that because you're like a 90-year-old man, and I, yeah. I keep you young. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know him. But these two tall-looking blonde women just walk and hold in his hand, and I it's just like... Maybe it's a polyamorous uh, twin it, relationship. And that's why I says, you know, springtime in New York City, Guess anything is possible. Weird comes out. Could it's be cool. their manager, could be their joint boyfriend... I don't, oh, I would never share anything with my siblings of the romantic nature. Nope. That's no kind of thanks. selfish. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> very okay with that, actually. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, things are good. Yeah. So yep. what, what happened this week? Uh, a couple of things happened. Uh, the Met Gala happened. Did you see any of the footage of the Met Gala? You mean, uh, po- you mean the, the fashion week? Catholic edition? <laughs> yes, Fashion Week Catholic edition. Jeez. Also known as Heavenly Bodies. My God. So what I know of it is that people showed up on this runway at the Met Gala yeah. wearing all kinds of Crosses. Judeo-cross <laughs> Catholicism. things going on. They basically were wearing Catholicism. Rihanna looked like the Pope. And I said to myself... She looked like a very hot Pope that I would turn oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like. Just by saying. the way, I like the healthy size body type Rihanna, oh, not the skinnier Rihanna. Absolutely. She looks... She's glowing. She, she's, she's perfect in any size. Let's let's call it. Yeah, sure. I'll so, take that. She was um but she wore a really F nice... sizeism. Oh yes. I thought you'd been like F size. I was like, what's F size? Like cups? <laughs> that that's is a, a size, that's yes. A, that's a big cup. At one point I was close to that. Not mm. anymore. Yeah, well, you big, know. thank you, God. <laughs> really didn't good looking I, out good looking out jesus want... <laughs> this uh, this this gala was pretty dope yeah i i from the fashions i saw but i until you explained it to me i didn't realize it was sponsored by the, the vatican the vatican yeah so the vatican sponsor i think the vatican or some sort of catholic organization sponsored the exhibit that's in the met uh-huh which then, you know, sponsors the Met Gala. The Vatican Boys Choir was there, so they sang on the stairs of the Met. Of the Met. And on the same stairs, um, Madonna sang uh, Like a Virgin. So, you know, it was great. <laughs> it was a great that time. That night? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so, which is kind of cool because when that came out, it was like, oh, she's talking about sex. And, like, you know, when it came yeah. out in the 80s, it was, like, scandalous. Sca- yeah. And it's now it's like, it's... 
Sponsored by the Vatican. We yeah. talk about sex. Anyone care? No. Do you know our, our Pope is pretty <laughs> liberal, I will say. Francis. Francis is a pretty liberal dude. Down with it. I also yeah. saw Cardi's outfit looked mm-hmm. great. Yep. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Pregnant and boobs out. Just, you Just know, why not? Living holy. her best life. She's apparently having a girl okay. with uh, offset. offset. Um, so, good luck. <laughs> You know what? He seems to be a very good, attentive father. So that that's all you can ask for. Oh, he has good kids? He has, I think he has three kids outside of, like, with other women. Is Offset the How many women? I don't know. I don't know. Is Offset the one who was at the red carpet one showing? I forget what it was, but they asked him, was it him who was talking about Pop-Tarts? No. That was, that was uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, Right. You don't know who that is? No. You look so confused. No. I have no clue. He's the one that goes, all my friends are dead. Nothing. No, no, no. All my friends are dead. I don't know. It's a horrible thing. It's a terrible. That's I mean, sad. his friends are all dead, though, actually. Well, you <laughs> so know. There, so there is that. That's... But anyway, no, it, that was a little Uzi bird. That wasn't awesome. Oh, okay. Well, my mistake, then. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad he's a good dad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Met Gala was dope. Um, all the women of color looked dope. All the black people found each other at the Met Gala and took a bunch of selfies and made me feel some kind of, actually all the people of color as well as the black people got together. It was great. As we do. It was a big deal. So, and everyone looked beautiful as per usual. Um, speaking of like music, mm-hmm. um, did you see the iconic mm-hmm. This is America mm-hmm. music video by none other than Childish Gambino, also known as Donald Glover? So I realized where my threshold is of how I obtain media. Yeah. So for me on Instagram, mm-hmm. when I look through media, right. I have to see it at least... Mm, if I see something four times right. as trending... Then you'll find... You'll no, check it out. I won't even check it out then. It would have to be... Like four is not enough for me. So I don't really know what my threshold is. I don't really go for things right. that often. It's kind of a sporadic thing. Yeah. So for me to go immediately search for this video tells you how much it was on Instagram. I saw it like 18 times till I finally said, okay. I even posted it. Let me go check it out. We posted it on our our Dabble and Dribblin because it was... It was blowing up. This shit was fire. So good. Oh my God, this is America. This This is America. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah. So there's been a lot of like pieces written, think pieces and things like that written Mm -hmm. about... Just the imagery that Childish Gambino used, like from the cloth that he wore as his as his pants, mm-hmm. uh, which are like made from like the like slave um, outfits mm-hmm. that the slaves wore. That's why it was like this like tannish grayish color. Yeah, um, like burlap how, a little bit. It was yeah exactly like mm-hmm. what slaves wore. Mm-hmm. How the guns were that were that were used mm-hmm. um, were carried away carefully by this red rag. Red, red rag, but. You know the bodies were just kind of laying there. Yeah. Um, the the gospel choir singing, "Get your money, black man, get your money." Yeah. And AR fifteen, AR fifteen, just yeah. you know, just killing the crap out of them. Right. Um, t- speaking to the Char- the Charleston thing, and just um, some of the the dance moves that he did. It was interesting to see how he used the juxtaposition and just the foreground background imagery mm-hmm. of like the background being rioters people and running, yeah. people running, cops, all these different things. And the foreground is these beautiful black people mm-hmm. dancing and having a good time right. um, using like current like cool dance moves as well as like old dance moves from yeah. like back in the day. Um, him even using like um, 
the minstrel like facial expressions that people used to make uh, during the Jim Crow days. Oh, yeah. Like just like you know how he made, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm doing the face oh, right now, but face. his facial expressions of That's like what that is. Yeah, he was doing like he was he oh, was my God. paying homage to like not homage, but he was like. He was illustrating Jim Crow and being like that in oh general, which was wild. Um, he talked like there's a there's a he brought the Bible into it, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's a point where he, they're dancing. I'm, I'm doing the dance move, but like they're dancing in the foreground and you see a white horse with death riding the white horse. Like it looks like death because yeah. he has a cape around it. Yes. And in Revelations, it talks about the pale Behind white the horse. the man who rides the pale horse. Yeah. He and hell follows them around. Right. And hell is hell the police. Hell follows with, yeah, behind. And, and it's just like, whoa. Like, just like the imagery of that is beautiful <gasps> oh. while the rioting is happening. That was my favorite line from my favorite Western. What? Behold the man who rides the pale horse. The man who rides upon him is death. And hell follows with him. That's from the Bible. Yeah. It's also from Tombstone, the 1993 movie about Wyatt Earp. So, Tombstone? Yeah. I did not know that. Good good to know, I guess. It's a good history of, of Doc Holliday, as played by Val Kilmer. Of Probably course. Probably his Absolutely. best role ever. Absolutely. The, that, that video was um, and fire. Like, and every time I watch it, I find something new. Cause did like, anyone say anything about why he was shirtless? Um, I didn't mind. No, I know. <laughs> what I appreciate was his body uh, well, comfortability. I, well, there's that. There's also like a lot of slave folks did like didn't have shirts on their back, sure. so there could be that. Maybe I sure. doesn't say that exactly. Um, even just like the way that he, um, I just, I just thought it was just very well done, and I appreciated how like he was the foreground background thing specifically because oftentimes you like black culture Mm -hmm. we like black things but we don't like black people oh my god say it again so we like black culture we think it's cool but we don't like black people that created it that makes it beautiful and so which is what he was showing we can kill a bunch of black people but we don't care but we but we love their dance moves. We love how cool they are. Have you heard the song White Privilege 2 by Macklemore? I have not, no. At the end of it, he says, we take what we want from black culture. We, he's like, uh, we love black music. Mm-hmm. We love black fashion. Right. We take what we want from black culture, but will we show up for black lives mm-hmm. when it matters? Yeah. And, and it's just not a yeah. relevant thing. Where is the lie? Yeah, there's no lie in that. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the red cloths? What is your thought on the red cloths? Um, that there's like blood in the hands of the people that are carrying and like okay. protecting the like that's the how guns. I saw it. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I interpreted it. Like yeah. it was like a reddish pink cloth, and it like it was carried away like very like by black people. Everyone in the in the mm-hmm. music video was a person of color, so um, yeah. I thought of it as like like whoever is continuing to protect the guns are people who have blood in their hands i took it to the political place oh like partisanship like partisanship like republicans yeah okay i can see that too which is i mean again not there's no pluralism yeah i mean it's not yeah yeah. this um golly he he turned that thing out yeah i'm so stoked his beard everything was just so his body so back to the body piece i just love he's not a he's not a buff guy he's not someone with like a six-pack ab or anything he looks great he looks good he looks fit he looks healthy yeah he just is out there being completely himself 
unabashedly authentic yeah. and it was so avant-garde this whole yeah. video was avant-garde. 100% um he and I, I will say like I've listened to Childish Gambino's music and mm-hmm. this is and I've always liked it I never thought it was like oh my god the most amazing thing sure, in the world sure, same. but I'm like oh I like it it's good yeah. I mean he's trying to be this triple threat of There's like comedian in- actor yeah. writer singer musician like do you boo like yeah. do whatever you gotta yeah. do I want I, this was so good and it was great because it, it premiered the same week mm-hmm. as he was doing SNL and that yeah. SNL was bomb I heard he had a lot of the black cast members Ooh. in most of the scenes mm-hmm. yeah he did mm-hmm. and I was into it <laughs> Um, he, he, they did a, uh, speaking back for like Offset and, and the Migos clan, mm-hmm. they did a, a rap song called Therapy and it's the Migos, like they, him, okay, I heard Keenan, about this. Keenan and the other black guy, I forget his Everyone name. says that. <laughs> I forget like, his name. the other black guy. It's, it's the new black guy. He started. I know. Like, he's so new. It's not a it's familiar new, face. It's not a familiar face. He hasn't been in a lot of skits. No, no, no. He hasn't. But he was in a lot of skits this um, yes. this time around. Yeah. And uh, it was like them going to therapy. And it's like, therapy, therapy. It was so good. <laughs> it was so, so good. Um, they also did a, uh, just to talk about basketball, they also did the other calves. I skits. saw that. I was so into that in a way that, like, I'm like, he spoke to my soul. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, I thought, I'm, I'm like, he, I am so grateful, especially in the time that we are living with some of the BS that's happening in the White House, which we don't want, I don't want to talk about it. No. I don't want to talk about no. the Iran nuclear deal. I don't want to talk about the BS that's happening in the press rooms. I don't want to talk about it because God. F all of that. In the mind, in the midst of all of this, I'm so grateful that he one created music, created artistry that one is catchy and like it's like fun to listen to, mm-hmm. but also has such deep meaning behind it. So for that, I'm like, all, all it's my the thoughts. most meaningful. Shout yeah. out to the director of that video, yeah, because it's the most meaningful music video I've seen in a long time. And I follow a lot of people primarily on Instagram who yeah. are in the like fine art world, yeah. Fine Art World was blown up oh, about this video because it, it was so. Awesome. It transcended into Other something things. fine. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, man. It was fine. He showed up. Sorry, he guys. showed every time. I forget sometimes. Sorry, guys. It's just my alarm to tell me to do mm-hmm. certain things to go to sleep. No. Okay, because it's definitely. What o'clock. do you do at 10, 10 08 every I t- night? I take my birth control pill. You there it is. <laughs> Um, safe sex is important, and so is sexual health and uh, women's health in general. Live your best life, folks. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. But also, like, people take birth control for Every many time reasons. you hear a boing on this podcast from now on, now you know what it's for. <laughs> now you see what I deal with. Every time we do a podcast, you're like, or what just is that hang sound? out. Or just hang yeah. out. Yeah. And it's just like, you're going to take your birth control again? Go ahead. I've taken it in front of you, how many like times? like Skittles to you. Just pop it in. <laughs> just hey I'm man, sure it not. helps it helps with my issues with my ovaries, all I, right? I hear that. Let These me let things, me live my best life. The things we don't have to worry about is men, I hear you. Yeah. That's it's all because of you that we had to take these things anyway right you know well it's because of your your sin that's really yeah the, you're right you're you're right we we didn't give up our rib for the shit that you gave us okay <laughs> can control yourselves <laughs> yeah we yeah we just needed to eat that forbidden fruit we just needed to what was that an apricot apple peach apple it's just an apple. Seems very American. Do they have <laughs> apples in that region of the world at that time? Yeah, the Garden okay. of Eden. Absolutely. 
It feels like a very Euro thing. I feel like the Garden of Eden was somewhere. Yeah, never mind. It's a, I mean, the the location of it is a very apparently a rich place. I don't know. Anyway, so awesome to uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah. And Donald Glover. Do you think he'll ever grow up? I mean, you know, does he need to? You know how like Lil Bow Wow eventually dropped the Lil and he just went Bow Wow. He hasn't grown up though. Well, I'm just saying he lost the Lil part, and right. Childish Gambino is like childish still. And do you think he'll but it's ever childish. be childish? Like, well, I mean, he's transitioning. So do you think it could go adult, to a place of like adult or just, Gambino or just Gambino, like senior citizen Gambino? <laughs> one day, he's gonna years be from like now. he's gonna be like P Diddy and be called Love after a while. That, <laughs> that's how apparently what he goes by now. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he goes by Love. Apparently, P, P- Diddy. Yeah, goes by. Love, L-O-V-E. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I still call him Puffy. So, <laughs> Puff Daddy. Um, anyway. So, do we want to talk about... I'm, I Just because I'm really irritated by this. I would love to talk about whatever you got. Um, thank you for affirming me. I appreciate that. Unless um, it's dumb. Um, but I'm a woman, so half the things I say may be dumb. As long as you're self-aware, that's something I appreciate about you. <laughs> I appreciate that you appreciate that about me. All right. Um, why are black, white people calling the cops on black people all the time? Um, white privilege and white fragility. Because mm-hmm. there's literally this week been three instances back to back that we know of. Say, say more. So first instance is, um, where is this? Um, God. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm really distracted. There's a... This episode, Wrigley, the dog. Are you still recording? Yes. Oh, okay. The Wrigley is in the other room right now, and he is panting up a storm. Oh my God, you're running like, like Achilles. Well, the the thunder stopped, so I feel like he's. Oh, gonna the be thunder okay. did stop. Yeah. Okay. He was just. He was Wrigley just was whimpering, sh- shaking like you know those little little toys that vibrated at KB or like That's Toys R Us, the thing. Yeah. Yeah, he was like shaking at a vibrating pulse that I've never seen. Um, he's so still kind of panty, he's, but yeah. he'll be fine. All right, so if you hear panting it's on just this, it's just Wrigley doing stuff. We're sorry. Okay, anyway, back to this. Say more. What okay. are we talking about? So Nordstrom Rack, it's a it's a place. I don't shop there, but yes. Uh, but it's like a it's like a discounted Nordstrom. Like it's still like you get all the it's fancy the stuff. It's the outlet mall of bougie Nordstrom. Right, exactly. Have you ever been to Nordstrom proper? Yes. Have you ever played the game, guess how much it costs? Yes. And it's always, it's always, uh, you can't afford it. My God. <laughs> like, um, still can't afford it. Jeez. You work at Nordstrom, you still can't afford it with the discount. Oh. Um, so anyway, um, three um, teen, three black teens were shopping for prom at Nordstrom. Okay. And Nordstrom Rack specifically. And Nordstrom Rack, like the employees called the cops. Where is this? Do you know? Uh, Not to put you on the spot. Keep talking. I'll look it up. It's Missouri. Brentwood, Brentwood, Missouri. Fucking Brentwood. <laughs> Fuck. That's the white, white ass Brentwood. Says fucking Brentwood again with your white asses. asses. <laughs> Dude, can we not? Ladies and gentlemen, Alex is very upset. Can we not? Can we just get it? Listen, Missouri, Missouri, St. Louis suburbs. Can we not just work on this? Keep talking. That's the first so example. That's, the first that's one. only the first one. So I'm not even going into details. Y'all can Google it. But three black kids, they're like, hey, we're going to shop for prom. Prom is happening. It's that season. Oh, wait, no, we're too black in this white ass neighborhood. Mm. That's the first one. 
Second one, a black Yale graduate student took a nap in her dorm's common room. Yeah. We, we, we both went to college. We know I've been sexiled. Rooms. I know what that is. Yes, there's sexiling. There's also like, hey, I've been studying forever. I'm going to take a 20-minute nap at the yeah, library in this sure. common room I'm studying. I have whatever. to lay my tired ass down. Right. So a white student called the cops on her. Because they thought she was a homeless person who got I'm in? I'm sure that's what they thought. I, I read the, the thing and I was just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Bye. I just didn't want to read any more beyond that. The other situation is, um, I, said, I said the black Yale graduate student mm-hmm, already, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the other situation is, sorry, I'm just, I'm all over the place. Um, so an Airbnb guest happened to be black women. Um, I don't know where this was actually. Southern California. So they were in Southern California, rented an Airbnb some black women and they were taking their luggage from their Airbnb into their car and the white ladies of the neighborhood called the cops on them. They didn't realize that one of the late, the people that they were calling the cops on was Bob Marley's granddaughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So again, vacationing so while black. What did they think they were They, they thought that they were being like the, the police came thinking that they were stealing from the Airbnb. Yes, that's what I just wanted you to say. Yeah. Um, and and the and there's video footage of Barb Marley's granddaughter calling the person who owns the Airbnb like like they don't believe that we're we, they don't believe that you are the person that owns this place either they think we're making this up right so they had to like come, like it was like a thing so that's just three instances where being black is a crime coast to coast coast to coast east coast Midwest west coast right not like like Yale like intellectual supposed to be liberal college. Mm-hmm space right like that there's that there's missouri white i'm assuming a white neighborhood you know better grantwood is very white yeah it's very near st louis is what the article said Mm -hmm. and then you have southern california again southern california is supposed to be super like blue and liberal right supposed to be woke and not racist right what the hell world (sighs) seriously i don't want to take too much time on this i'm just so irritated so in the Marley situation too, like I think about this all the time when it comes to athletes. When mm-hmm. I look at someone like Shaquille O'Neal, I see Shaquille O'Neal. Right. But I try not to think about him as Shaq that I know. Imagine that you didn't know anything about Shaq and he hadn't won championships and he never played for the Lakers and he was never good at basketball and he was just a seven foot tall, three hundred something pound black man. That's a scary looking dude. He, I, I he, swear to him. His life would be in danger pretty much every day. Yeah. Kevin Durant talked about that when yeah. he was on an interview recently. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant is a six foot eleven, maybe seven foot tall, lanky black man. Right. And they said, Kevin, what would you be doing if you didn't uh, play basketball? If you weren't like an yeah. NBA professional athlete? He said, Oh, people just know me as Kevin Durant um, here, but if I didn't make it here, I think I'd be working at my local rec center, like where yeah. I grew up. In, in D.C. Yeah. And he would just be another black, black body. Yeah. Walking around. And no one would care yeah. that he makes millions of dollars. Yeah. It's only when someone makes a transfer. And I just thought about the black bodies entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they, if you're not known for comedy, hip-hop, basketball, <laughs> right. athletics of some kind, right. it seems like black people are just never given... It's the, the difference between giving the benefit of the doubt and not when well, you're white well, you get the benefit of the doubt when right. you're black like think of the mass murderers of mm-hmm. our country who are white who have all been white oh god they are handled with care 
And, you know, when Dylan Wolf or what Roof or whatever his name is, the Charleston mm-hmm. shooter, mm-hmm. he wanted McDonald's and they got him McDonald's or something like that. Right. What? This is, by the way, this is just in case you're like missing the, the cues here. This is coming on the heels of the Starbucks uh, black gentlemen who were arrested. Right. For loitering or whatever. For five, less than five minutes. Right. Waiting for their friend. Something before. something that I did downstairs just before this, actually. Well, that was also a person of color establishment, so you were fine. I was tucked in the back behind the Doritos, so he couldn't see me. <laughs> uh, no. I don't know why you did that. You could have just hang, hung out in the lobby or just come up. I like the seating there at the window. Oh. People watching. Oh, get that's work actually done. that is a good that's a good spot. <laughs> yeah, lightweight chairs. Yeah, really light for yeah. what they look like. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, do you know what I? You know what I did this weekend? What did you did do? I tell you I went to a NASCAR race? Oh, yes. You told me that you were doing this. You want to hear about it? Uh, okay. It's okay. I only saw three Confederate flags the entire time. Oh, that's great. That's great. So. Were you like the only person of color there? No. I kept a count. Uh-huh. Um, it was. Was it less than 10? No, it was more than 10. They were actually quite. So I counted four latinos mm-hmm. i counted six asians mm-hmm. south asian and eastern and uh i don't know if they're east like asian american like but some of, yeah i don't know if they're visiting yeah. or whatever but ethnicity wise there was that and then i probably saw ballpark mm, 20 black folks that's a lot that's a but lot that, for I, a stadium I, yeah for a stadium but i will tell you this mm-hmm. that is the most white poor people i have ever seen yeah. in one place and i mean did any of them cause a ruckus and get dragged out like black people do no but that's because everything was white so no one was gonna get dragged out like mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. th- it was a very countercultural space right that i had never been in and i had never the where was this place it was in dover delaware they had a premier monster series and xfinity series these are terms that i learned over the weekend clearly (laughs) these are the xfinity series is on saturday and those are like the amateur up-and-coming racers and then the monster truck or the monster car series is on sundays just like major football um and that's the big dogs the bosses and so i went there to take photographs for a series I'm doing. Yeah. And while I was there, I just Such took... Such an artist. I just took everything in. It is the most barren place. It is mm. a stadium arena mm. that you see. I mean, domeless. It's just right. open air. But there's no frills between the ground and the top of that stadium. Right. It is just a skeleton of metal that holds that up. You can see every beam and cross beam, and it's just simple concrete and stuff there is no money in that that setup at all it's very simple and then it's just like pavement and dirt parking lots around it and mm-hmm. you just see trucks with flags and america i've never seen that many american flags on people's clothing mm. cars america I pulled, america there was people there was a bike rack section where you just chained it up to a chain link fence Mm-hmm. You just brought your bike, and right. somebody brought a big wagon, you know, that you keep kids in. Yeah. It was like a red wagon, except the red wagon was on monster truck tires. <laughs> I have a picture of it. It's dope <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> so, I kind of want, if I ever do get married, I want that in my wedding. Because you know how you can put like little yeah. kids in there and puppies? <gasps> 
Oh my god, Wrigley as a ring bearer would be so cute. Oh Sorry. yeah, I just Aww. had a, I just had a moment there. <laughs> I don't even think about weddings like that, but that I just had a moment of like. Well, oh. that came out. Yeah, I don't That's like that. That's in the subconscious. I don't like that. I'm going to bring that up at your next session there. Nope. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't like having feelings. What, can I tell you how the race started? Oh, my God. Was it a national anthem? Everybody had to well, rise? Of course. Of course. So I went to the uh, down and near the track, and people were, you know, please rise mm-hmm. for our national anthem. Please rise and take your caps off. Sure. So everyone took their caps mm-hmm. off. Um, and... Then it said, okay, please stay standing for a pastor so-and-so who will lead us in the start of this race. And a pastor came out and said, you know, blah, blah, blah for the race, da, da, da. He he prayed. He prayed. In our our Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. Mm -hmm. And then you just heard a wave of people say amen. Mm -hmm. And then, Lord, we want to thank, oh, they said, we want to give recognition to our police officers who do so much good work. In the community, and too many of them have lost their lives. Um, this acknowledgement of the police officers doing good work. So we've had police, we've had Jesus mentioned, we did the national anthem, and then please stay standing and look as the jets pass overhead, and then military fighter jets just over the top. So I got in one bang swoop, like, military, police, Jesus, flag. Just like done. Lots of. This is like the sexual arousal of America. It was insane. <laughs> wow. I was the 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 amalgamation of all those things. Jesus. We talk about it, yeah. But until you go to one of those countercultural white spaces where it is breathed and believed, it was it was cultish in my opinion. And I will say this: it was beautiful in the sense of these. Poor white people, and I, when I say poor, I mean financially mm-hmm. not well off. Mm-hmm. People hear me say that, people of color and in liberal spaces hear me say that and they think I have like some sympathy or empathy for those people. And I do because they don't know what they don't know and what they're exposed to is extremely, extremely limited to those spaces of their immediate circles. And the, the guys there think along the lines of what Childish Gambino was talking about these people who called the police on them. Yeah, they see black bodies as danger, danger, otherness. Mm-hmm. Because the, the only thing that is safe is white police flags. Yeah, military Jesus. Like that is mm-hmm. that is that is comfortable and for them. All and all of they don't those think things broader. are beautiful. None of those things are like in and of itself are like great things. Uh, but when you when you put them in a pedestal. Of like when you equate all those things, yeah. When Jesus equals flag, yes. When flag equals police, and also Jesus never said that again. Jesus actually hated all of that. Those things, mutually exclusive, (laughs) yeah, are not bad. But when you equate all those things together, one like ideological, it's very problematic. The the flag, it's like when you see the flag and people so in front of me in line to get tickets, there was a guy in front of me, tall white guy bit heavy set had a green military color shirt on right and on the back oh by the way every single shirt that i saw at this thing had a had something written on it there was either a symbol or a number or a uh writing and every shirt was kind of like its own billboard i thought mm. i just noticed that every mm. single person had there was no plain any patterns right so the guy in front of me had a green military shirt on the back of it 
poor graphic design whoever mm-hmm. did this but there's a cross right made to look like some gray wood right and then coming out from behind it are these eagle's wings mm-hmm. that are colored like red white and blue with blue or blue and stars on it right and then red stripes right on it so it's there the top of it it just says stand for the flag mm-hmm. the bottom says kneel for the cross yeah that's a that's a big saying in the in that community which is reference to like a colin kaepernick yeah who would kneel for the flag and it says no his priorities are mixed up he's we christians will kneel for a cross but you stand for this mf and flag right so i'm looking at this guy behind me i took a picture of it just because i i wanted to remember it but we're at the will call line about to get these tickets there are four white men in front of me middle-aged 35 or more mm-hmm. and they are kind of looking through the glass because you can see who's at the will call right. line two windows there's a black family at one of the windows right man woman small boy probably nine or ten years old they took mm, probably four or five minutes to get their tickets. Mm-hmm. And the guy in front of me kept shifting his body weight, looking through the glass, looking at them, Impatient. looking at them, yeah, l- shrugging, looking off to the Huffing side, and incredulous, yeah. looking at them. Good and music, just, incredulous. Yeah, and, and the guys in front of them, in front of him, are just wearing all their like fishing and ball caps. Mm-hmm. And they're just like white guys standing there holding beers because you can hold beers in this section Mm -hmm. by the way the nascar event is byob so guys are just bringing in coolers of like natty light right Um, yuck what's that kind of culture where you don't buy beer they like like we will bring bud lights and save money right so these guys are looking through the glass and you just see all these white guys staring at this black family judging them Mm. just judging hard and i'm thinking what if these were I, I, I can only imagine that if this was a group of women, white women, maybe wouldn't have the same level of hostility right. in how these guys wo- look. Yeah. And as soon as this black family left, the guy in front of me starts clapping. And the guys in front of him just start chuckling. That is such an asshole move. The black family didn't seem to notice, but like everybody in line thought they knew what he was talking about. And so... Everyone then just started chiming. I don't know what takes so long. Yeah, you just get your tickets. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you just bring your ID. And, da, da, da. and these guys just start criticizing Fuck all in you. line. So these white guys go in one by one. They get their tickets. The guy in front of me, he goes in and he goes to the one window. Then the next window opens up. I go in after him. About 30 seconds later, I give the woman my phone with the the call number she's like hey how are you blonde woman at the window just like hey how are you doing i'm like good how are you and i give her the reservation number i give over my id and my credit card that i purchased it with she goes right into the system gives me my ticket right keeps it going i take it it took me literally 20 seconds to get this right and i turned to the guy next to me who's just standing there at the window and i said huh i beat you might want to hurry it up and he just for you and he just looked at me huh and the woman at the window started chuckling, and I just left. I was like, "Good, first I, of all, great job on you for saying that." But like, what the? That is such an asshole. You know, move. I'm surrounded by idiots. Like, clearly, all around me are these men mm-hmm. who are thinking only in this mindset of, "I am white. I am Christian. I am American. I am a patriot. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I love the police, and I love God, and I love my family." And NASCAR is about to start in about ten minutes. I need these tickets, and right now. 
we are we are the chosen people. Yeah. We are America's people. We are the heartland. We are the we make America what it is. We and make America great. And but on our yeah. side as liberals, yeah. we also look at that and we look down on it. Sure. And that's we our just call own, them all idiots. I mean they are, but we I mean that and that's like where we're coming from a place of privilege. Right. So as I look at their white privilege, mm. they are the reason childish Gambino's music video points at something very hard to look at is because Americans will see that on our side and we will revel in that. We think he is hitting at something that needs to be said. Mm -hmm. Where white America will say, you don't get that because of your liberal, elitist, like avant-garde, quote-unquote, music video because we are the chosen Americans. We represent everything that is good. The Tommy Larens of the world who have just spouted out hate about people, she thinks she's defending something really great. And so, in the same way, we think we're defending something really great. Yeah, we're too big a country. There's 300 million people here, and we all think we're well, at least close to right in what we believe. We're trying to be good people in right. what we believe. So this this whole like black people be getting called this Brentwood stuff and like you know SoCal, they don't want their white neighbors to get robbed. They don't want Nordstrom Rack to lose money. And Yale residents want to feel safe. We 325.7 million people in the U.S. I was gonna say 320, but. I was close. I'm just saying. So anyway, this it's white people not unpacking. Hey, man, maybe you're standing in line and feeling so uh, disgruntled and bewildered right now because it's that family looks like they don't belong here. Mm-hmm. That that's a kid. Like you're you're gonna be mad at these kids, Children. this kid, and, the, and this Children. family for what? Children for what? And you like we're all men standing in this line, and I see people of color. Oh, the conversations I heard around me were just—I uh, can't, I can't only imagine. Yeah, it, there was some stuff that I just it was not. It was it was it was interesting. It was weird. You chose to be there, buddy. I wouldn't. I'll I, and to, I, you you did a, that for art, and I believe that. But I'm gonna go to another one, but this time I'll probably go into the south because um, it's just. But it opens my eyes to my own privilege because I definitely look at so i i am livid and upset by these black people just trying to get their airbnb mm-hmm. airbnb prom shopping and sleeping during a study break mm-hmm. getting police called on them i yeah. think that's bullshit and at Absolutely. the same time i feel so sorry for the white people who called them because they don't know any better you don't know any better and where you're where you're trapped this this I could see it around me, so that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. At this NASCAR race, I felt so much pain around me. Yeah. I felt palpable pain. Yeah, but they don't think it's pain. They just they think it's know. being it's no. it's being American. It's being patriotic. Yeah. yeah. There was there was a level of inability to to process complexity mm. that felt painful. Yeah. Like they were not, and that's like that sounds like I'm pitying them. Right. It was a pity in the sense of I wanted to, it was, it took everything in me to not want to take someone by the side and say like, hey, that, that thing that you feel mm. where you feel anxious and unnerved and um, confused and confounded, all of that stuff that you can't unpack and analyze, yeah. it's because you don't know any better. And I was, oh my God, there's just so much there. I could talk to you about it off mic, but like, it was really, it was, it was really, it was hard for me to look at some of these, these marriages Mm -hmm. relate. Oh, some of these marriages look like 
garbage. The most toxic thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And it, you know it's coming you know what from... what someone told me this week? What? That every relationship is toxic. What the hell? The, the, there's aspects of every relationship that is toxic and not good and unhealthy. Oh, aspects. Yeah. That every relationship... And I, and I looked at him just like, well, then what the, what's it's the point? Per, it's a percentage thing, right? Uh, I don't know. I have to deep, I'll tell you more about who told this to me. But it, was, it made okay. me like, oh, that's so Damn. interesting. It was, it was an anthropologist who said it to me. So, it was, oh. so um, okay. And I like trust him. <laughs> and I was just like, Damn. Oh and he's God. in like a, a very loving marriage and with kids and he's like every relationship has aspects of it that is unhealthy. a percentage yeah yeah every food that we eat has a percentage of it that could hurt us i guess yeah that's that's true of a lot of things but, but anyway, you're trying to minimize that number. yeah absolutely yeah you can't get it to zero yeah, but you we, try to get well, it down we had to like leave once we started talking about that i'm like oh no <laughs> i wanted to talk more but um, but, but yeah. for for white america who continues to do these things i i listened to the podcast the dollop yeah and the most recent dollop mm-hmm. was about a black man in the civil war era who mm-hmm. rose well above his station mm-hmm. in the midst of a lot of white hating mm-hmm. and he became one of the wealthiest people in America and went on to actually buy the slave home where he was a slave. Yeah. And he bought the family out. So, but in that story, you just hear the pattern of white America trying to beat down people of color Mm. and not seeing themselves do it. And in many instances, they'll call themselves out and say, gentlemen and and ladies at Mm -hmm. some point, um, how will history look upon us if we don't exclude these people mm. where they're seeing it from the lens of the, no, the right thing to do is treat these people like shit. Right. And so how will history look back on us? How will white history look back on us if we don't do this thing? And they yeah. can't see beyond their time to know you realize what you're doing is morally incongruent with your Christian beliefs. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. It I just hurts this, me so much. I've heard you've heard me say this before. I'm like, Take my God's name out of your mouth. It's just, just it hurts me so much because I know it, it ain't not like that. That your values of your yeah. white Christianness does not align with my brown Jesus. Yeah, it just hurts, so you know. It hurts me to look at them because I know it hurts them right. when they're confused about stuff. Yeah, because someone tries to come at you about, hey, how come black people are not free? Well, you know, it's what God wanted. It's like no, but in a very simple method of just questioning. Did God want people to be enslaved? Well, no, he didn't like these people. Then why would you do it? Right. It makes people, their brains break. Break. Yeah. And that, for me, when I see that happen, you're feeling pain right now. Yeah. And it's because you don't know any better. Yeah. You're also like, you're asking someone to unlearn the truths that they hold so dear to their heart. Which is why, like, I think about the things I've, and we've talked about this, the mm. things that I've had to unlearn about myself, about other people, about relationships. Like, these are all, like, you grow up and ingrained with these, like, things that you're supposed to learn from the people that you love, whether it be your family members, religious, you know, people in your life to, you know, the media. And so when you think about all these things, like, it makes sense why when you're, like, my whole life I was told that like black people are gross and ugly and lazy and dirty and all these different things mm. and now you're t- now I meet a black person and they're not those things right. wait what L- or like I see a black person they must be those things right. and like it, and that's why I mean we talk about this all the time you need to you need to have diversity in your yeah. in your circles yeah. in order to just look at things in a perspective 
that is holistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I only hang out with people that are desi and, you know, Christian, Christian and only look at the world the same way as I do, that's wonderful and good. And there's a place and time for that because there is like a sense of home and feeling that you have with community. like community that you could have with someone. And that is important. I'm not saying mm. that don't, not to have that. Mm. But if I don't have an atheist friend, if I don't have a friend who, or a person in my life that I care about that, you know, is poor or is, you know, yeah. like all those different things, who has different socioeconomic status than me, who has different educational background or just a worldview than me. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to like, yeah, I may not be their like best, best friend potentially, but mm-hmm. at least I can, I can see the humanity in them, right. you know? So when I see another person who is an atheist or another person who is socioeconomically not as well off as I am, mm-hmm. or doesn't have the education that I do or made decisions in their life that I wouldn't have made, whether yeah. it be, you know, drugs, alcohol, having a kid at a young age, like all these different things. It's just like, I hate you. Change your, change your face. Uh-huh. I was going to say, you also need a friend who calls you on bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Alex is a very good friend. That's all I have to say. We talked about Anyway. Anyway, we talked off mic about a lot of life stuff. Anyway. Um, but you, like, I can, you can look at those people and be like, oh, these people suck. Like when you, when it's, but it's when it's someone that you care about with someone that you think about or like have, have, an emotional connection, even if in the most basic sense, someone you work with, someone mm-hmm. you're just kind of, you just see a humanity in them, and you're like, oh, you're a person that has feelings yeah. and like has experienced loss, has experienced success and failures, and all these things. Right. And when you don't see that, and when media for the longest time has only shown white narratives, mm-hmm. you know, and we're now, I mean, it's just it's really complicated. But I just need people to get their lives together <sighs> and stop calling cops on these black, well, mostly. All of these people were young black people. Yeah, sure. So well, stop it. The 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 white. I want to be clear though. I'm not against. I'm not anti-white in any way because mm-hmm. I have a lot of good white friends. But those white friends are friends of mine because of the their values. people they are. Yeah. As, as as human beings, and there's the propensity mm-hmm. for white America to to drink its own Kool-Aid mm-hmm. on the American dream. And yeah. that American dream has been only written for so few people over so white men. Yeah. White heterosexual men. And then it was white women. But I mean very late did it become people of color of any kind and yeah. background. And it's just if We're you still don't only what, not even a fifty like seventy five years in? <laughs> if you don't know white history like if you don't know the people's history of people of color of the united states and you only know white history that you don't know enough of your own history right study the horrible white history of mm-hmm. this country and you will find out why the that race acknowledged the police and there were police at that mm-hmm. um that demonstration but the police that i saw i just saw the people in them mm. and so some for some white america i know it's hard for them to say well, you know, these if these people of color weren't rioting and right. causing all these problems, then, you know, they don't appreciate the police. And, you know, the police do so much good work. I I know cops who are very good people. Yeah. We, you know cops who are very good people. Yeah, I do. We know yeah. people in law enforcement who Absolutely. are, who care about their work. I have family members who are cops. Yeah. Who, NYPD, yeah. CPD, all that stuff. These, yeah. We need these people in our community. They're essential to have. And I, I support... Um, police in that vein but when I am at this race and I see guys white guys who are officers at the race and I can see the tattoos coming down 
their yeah. arms like mm-hmm. full sleeves and i can see the person in them mm-hmm. now that that's still a person yeah like they wear a badge and they wear a uniform but when he takes that off he's larry yeah and larry may not care or know about what it's like to be a black woman yeah and he probably doesn't have a lot of friends who associate themselves with i don't know like higher levels of thinking around social class injustice yeah you know and so larry is told to do one thing and he enforces that thing and so uh for people who don't get i was talking to someone from back home when i was telling them that officers are the people that i would not trust in Mm. a lot of situations to handle a situation because they'll they will exacerbate and um inflame the situation sometimes if there needs yeah. to be a dialogue on something oh i'm leaving this person's airbnb and the person across the street is is worried that you know i'm taking something they call the cops the cops come i'm able to talk through that and reason with them I'm yeah like, hey why don't i call the person who's on the airbnb why don't i show you the Airbnb receipt on my right. phone and all that. I have seen cops who don't have the critical thinking ability to, to navigate that situation. Yeah. And their tone and their suggestive accusatory language right. will only inflame that situation further. Absolutely. And the thing is, they have the power with their cuffs and their guns and to their clubs and their car to take you into a system that is fundamentally, historically, categorically designed for people of color not to get a fair shake yep statistically yep and so if we they, talked about it last week if the police was decide, last week or two weeks ago yeah yeah the police decide to take you into a justice system right it's not set up for you hello to your record you will now have and the things that will come along right. with that court fees and things like that right um that is the discretion of a guy named larry who normally just likes watching nascar and football who today is wearing a uniform and a badge right things that we learn especially as we get older, is that no one really knows what's going on. Hmm. People are just making it up as they yeah. go. All the way from government to legal to to teachers. Everybody's just a person who's trying to figure it out. And they were once a child. Um, yeah, and some of these officers, I don't trust to make decisions. Yeah. And I don't trust them to, to be fair and thoughtful and critical in how they deal with people. And so, yeah, I just... And so for white America who doesn't get the excuses quote-unquote why people of color blame the cops and blame white people when people of color just need to take more responsibility and they need to do this more and do that more aka we want them to be white Mm -hmm. we want them to be american flag christian all this stuff you really need to check yourself and where your values are and pause and the funny thing is those people will if you ask them do you have (laughs) Uh, a black friend or a friend whatever mm-hmm. most people this is what i read recently in a book most people will say yeah they do and then if you ask them okay how many friends do you have of color who are not co-workers mm-hmm. or people you are in line with in other professional right. or or organized structured settings mm. and that number drops to about 10 percent, mm-hmm. right so it's 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 not it's just becoming this thing of people needing to check themselves and not doing it because we either don't have the time or we don't have the yeah. interest. And I hope we get there one day. I really, I, I think we are moving there. I'm not holding my breath. 
well, it's it's gonna it's happening, but it's incremental changes over time. And I think a hundred years from now, I'm excited to see what humanity looks like. But as of right now, we're still making strides. And and we're white still America, full of shit. White America, <laughs> I just need you to wake up. I just need you to like get and not, just try. Yeah, and try harder. I have, and this is going for me too. As a half white person, I look at all of the many privileges I have in my own life and being. Half white has gotten me stuff. Sure, got me many things in my life that I probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Right, and that's just a fact. Right. So, well, it's a fact and an opinion and a theory, but yeah. it, it's based in a lot you of. You being truth. light skin helps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you were a dark skin mixed race person, it would we have been a little to, bit harder. But we all need to examine ourselves more and what that means in the context of U.S. history and politics and society, and that's not something everyone has access to, and that's my privilege also. Yeah. You said everything that I would have said. I don't shop at Nordstrom Rack. I do. Sometimes. Right. Actually, I got my wallet from Nordstrom Rack. Yeah? Is it holding up? I need a new one. Yeah. Damn, my stuff is falling apart. <laughs> do you want to talk about some ball? Uh, Yes, playoffs. Let's, Let's do, do it. Let's do it. And to talk about some ball, I figured we can start with just this rookie class right now because I have a lot of feelings about them (coughs) specifically Donovan Mitchell from Mm. the Utah Jazz Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jason Tatum from the Boston 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 Celtics yeah and none other than uh our boy Ben Simmons from uh the Philadelphia 76ers they're doing great Mm. They have had some outstanding playoff series. The only one that's still standing in the playoffs is currently Jason Tatum. St. Louis finest. I don't really like, he is adorable. Oh, I yeah. forgot how cute he was. I was yeah. just like, oh, he's such a cute kid, you know? Mm-hmm. I always forget that these children are actually children. <laughs> like, they are, <laughs> they are, like, 20 years old. <laughs> They're, like, little babies. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I mean, just, like, Donovan Mitchell had just, like, an insane year. He kind of tweaked his knee in the last game that he played. Oh, did he? Uh-huh. Oh, he did? Yeah, but they did x-rays and nothing was, like, conclusive of, like, he was walking and stuff, but he came back with, like, slippers on his left foot. It was just very weird. Hmm. And so I hope he's okay and healthy. Um, ben Simmons, again, just had a monster year of, like, great playing. Um, and Jason Tatum just decided to just show the F up at, during the playoffs. Man. People are comparing this rookie class to to LeBron, Wade, and Melo. Uh, interesting. They're like, they, people are saying that's the best rookie class, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it 03? Yes, yeah, it's 03. 03. 03. But 98 was also good. Who was 98? Sorry, not 98. Which one was Kobe? 96? 97? 97 had Kobe, Nash, Ray Allen. Right, I mean, like, Allen ev- Iverson. every era has, like, this, like, right. This era of like great players mm-hmm. that came out of it, I would say this the, is one of them for sure. This is absolutely one of them because they monsters bringing like some sometimes single handedly bringing their team to the playoffs. Yeah, out the gate, <laughs> like from the beginning. Donovan Mitchell, you know, just saying. I mean, he's rookie of the year in my boat. Donovan. Yeah, after what he has done. Oh, totally. If I we're can definitely considering see that. playoffs, then he would. I mean. Public opinion, if the vote were today, Donovan Mitchell would be my pick. Yeah, I think 
I think all three of them are phenomenal. And the part of me is like the game that Jason Tatum. You talking had, about Jason Tatum being rookie of the year? He's not going to be. Yeah. But like the game that he had mm-hmm. this past game without a Kyrie, without the that whole uh, series, like that whole like he's just showing up. I'm mean, granted, Al Horford is just for the Celtics. Oh yeah, is just showing up like a boss. He's a steady Eddie. He's like I'm here to help these young guns know what's up. Ugh. Without even their best two players, the Celtics are doing so well. Can I tell you? Uh, so what they they played Philadelphia in five games. Mm-hmm. They beat them in five. Mm-hmm. You want to hear the point uh, points per game for Tatum? Do it. Twenty eight, twenty one, twenty four, twenty, twenty five. Yeah, those are good numbers. Field goal percentage: fifty, fifty, sixty four, forty three, fifty three. Yeah, great numbers. Whoa, great numbers. Whoa, stud. And he, year one. Year one? That's year one. Wow. That's a Can you imagine like an off season training, getting built, yeah, honing those skills? He's gonna yeah. be fire. This guy in the next two years is gonna be something people are saying, what did someone compare him to? Someone made a comparison of him and it was a it was I forget, it's such a useless statement. But he looks to me to be one of the best pieces Danny Angus has added to a roster. And mm-hmm. if you remember that that draft this past draft, Danny, was he number three? He was number three. Yeah. And Danny Ainge said, "They asked him, you got the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. What do you want?'" Danny Ainge, this clever cuss. What did he say? He said, "Well, you know, we're gonna actually this draft class is so good." When when Jason was doing it, or like this upcoming this draft last class. this last draft class. Yeah. Danny Ainge, the the general manager for Boston, said it's so good that. We can slide back in position for the draft, and we can still get who we want. Mm. I'm not going to tell you who we want, but we'll, we'll get them. And so they moved from one to three mm-hmm. and took a first-round draft pick from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So they got Jason Tatum mm-hmm. and a draft pick from Philly for and, Markel Fultz. Right, and this young, like the Celtics... And the 76ers as a young team is going to be really interesting to watch in the coming years. This is this Celtics fun. team has done this without Kyrie and Gordon. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's bonkers. It's yeah. a testament to the coaching staff. Brad Stevens. And Can the, we talk about that, please? What about it? Coach of the year. Did you hear what happened? No. What? what you know, who, won, who won coach of the year, you think? Oh, that's already out? Yep. Um... Who My, would you think is coach of the year? Who if you, if you, if I chose, if you chose from what you know, and the decision was made yesterday. I oh yesterday you, I would choose Brad Stevens, but I think they probably chose Mike D'Antoni. Wrong on both ends. Who they choose? They chose coach of the year Dwayne Casey of Dwayne the Toronto Casey. Raptors. Okay, 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 great. Okay, okay. I, I saw that. I was just like, hey, you. okay, you just got swept by the Cavs, you but still, you can't fire coach of the year. Right, like. He did good. He did good. You know what I was pissed about? Hmm. How many votes do you think Brad Stevens got? I mean, what's how many did Dwayne get? I don't, he, what am I working uh, on? The votes for his peers, Raptors. Blah, blah, blah. So the 30 head coaches after the regular season, that's when they vote, and they voted on it. Oh, the 30 head coaches vote? Yeah, the coaches vote for Oh, it. I didn't know that's how that worked. Yeah. Okay, so I have 30 possible votes. Right. So I'm going to say five? I don't know what the answer is to that. <laughs> Why did you on. ask me? I'm 
No, but I'm asking like who, like how many do you? Th- oh, how many Brad got? You said yeah. was five. No, that's the wrong answer. How many did he get? Zero. People are salty as hell. You know what coaches did get votes? Huh. I would say of the coaches that did get votes, I was, I was okay with it except for one, and, I, and you'll know what which one okay. when I say it. Okay. So. Obviously, seven other coaches received votes in addition to Casey. Uh-huh. Philadelphia's Brett Brown. Okay. Fine. Houston's Mike D'Antoni. Don't say fine. I want to guess which one. Oh, sorry. What's your problem? Brett, Brett, Brett Brown from Philadelphia. Houston's Mike D'Antoni. Uh-huh. Indiana's Nate McMillan. Uh-huh. San Antonio's Greg Popovich. Utah's Quince uh, Snyder. Oh, Quinn. Yeah. Portland's Terry Scotts. Uh-huh. And the Clippers' Doc Rivers. Oh, I know it's the last one for you. Absolutely. And in every other article I read, everyone's been like, really? Doc Rivers? Doc. Yeah. Like a head scratcher of like, really? Doc Rivers got a vote? They didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make the. And every other play, every other coach made the playoffs except for Doc. Yeah. You traded, yes. Blake Griffin. Yes. Your franchise player who you, right. you tagged. Your team is garbage. People don't like you. you because of your relationship with your son and maybe some other melodrama. <laughs> Yes. Did you vote for yourself? I don't know if you can vote for yourself. I don't know the rules to all of good this. Good for Nate McMillan to get a nod. Sure. And Quinn Snyder is a really good coach that people don't know about. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I don't agree with So I will that. say people on the internet have been like, what the F? Like, it, like not that Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year. Like, yeah, definitely, like, deserving, good job, like, whatever. And I don't want, but the fact that Brad Stevens got nothing? Well, but you know what, too? What? Uh, you know, no, they, they, he should get uh, he should get at least two votes. I think when you think about it, though, Steve Kerr didn't get any votes. Yeah, but... St- He's got what? everybody. I was right. going to say, like, what do you no. have to coach? But I would think people <laughs> would at least give him one vote. Right. Because he's just a master of dealing with personalities, right. I guess. But, uh... Nah, man. I well, that's that's boggling a little bit. Yeah, and and Brad Stevens, like the class act he is, he's like, no, I shouldn't receive any votes. Like I steal from all of these coaches all the time. Like their way, the way they coach, the way they do things, and like he's like, no, like Dwayne Casey is deserving. Like, and so are all the other people that got the the votes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Brad, stop, stop, boy, <laughs> take this compliment. Even Isaiah Thomas was like, he should have won like Coach of the Year. He's the best coach. Of the league, right? And I'm just like everyone look, knows that he's, he's the new like, he, Greg Popovich. He, yeah, he's you know he, how calm and mellow he is yes. about stuff. He's always like getting even keel temperament. Yeah, I can imagine just envisioning him going home after seeing these votes and going, "These assholes! <laughs> I can't believe this, <laughs> honey. What's wrong? They shafted me. <laughs> I did this the whole year, <laughs> and they shafted me. I'm about to." Win this championship. Yeah. Hey. He's he might you know this guy is a really great coach and he's a good person and he's players a beautiful seem to respect. Yeah, and people players respect love him. him. Yeah, he's got the, the in voice. the same like caliber that people love pop. Yeah, he's got like, the respect that, of the players. Yeah. He's gonna they go trust him. to battle with his players and they're gonna fight for him and I think um, Danny Ainge is in full support of him. Sure, That's a yeah. good. That organization has good management. They, they have a good management. They have a system mm-hmm. that everyone's bought into. Right. In the same way that everyone's bought into the um, 
the Golden State Warriors system. That's amazing. So it's if you have all those right pieces from management, That's coaching, amazing. and the players, you're gonna make beautiful magic. I cannot. They people took Philadelphia to beat. They thought Philadelphia was gonna beat the Boston Celtics. Yeah. They took them out in five. Yeah. Handed them that, and. I will say the last game was close. It was yeah, very, sure. very close. They looked good, and um, it's just amazing that they're doing this without their two marquee yeah. press conference summertime acquisitions. Yeah. Th- th- this was supposed to be the two of them leading this. Right. And now you got all these pieces around. Well, someone pointed this out to me, though, recently. You don't. You look at the squad and you think, oh, what are they without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward? Well, Jalen Br- Brown was a number three pick. Right. Tatum was a number Locus three held. pick. Uh, Horford was a number three pick. You know, I like people who get threes. You know, like just be average. Yeah. You'll be fine. I thought you were going to say Jordan, but no. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, he, th- these guys got drafted high. Yeah. Straight out the sure. Game. And 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 they they used like there was only like. They, they weren't, like, high, high expectations mm-hmm. for them, but there wasn't, like, low expectations of, like, oh, we just got some guy. Like, they, they were they were players that were that were going to do stuff for them. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is on fire. This is, this is... This dude. My dude. They... This makes me... What this does for me is it helps me realize... It just reminds me that on every roster... Yeah. There is a collective of 12 guys who all are superstars in their own right. Yeah. All the way down to the last guy on the bench, they have been superstars somewhere in their career. And if they had the right opportunity in the right environment, could be again for this league. But it's a a model that works for certain teams in certain ways. But you get rid of a Kyrie Irving. If you have a Kyrie and a Gordon Hayward taking up minutes, you're taking minutes away from Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. For them to shine. Or Rozier. But you put them in that spotlight. Right. Look what they can do. Yeah. You know, give, like give the it's like the ex, if you give them the expectation, you need to show up, mm-hmm. they'll show up. Yeah. You know, there's that study of the students who like the teachers have high expectations for them and they meet those expectations. And the teacher who has low expectations for their students like meet the low expectations. So it's like giving the. Yeah, you're like, I believe that. Yeah, it's like super important. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. What else is happening? Oh, now that we know who's going to be the Eastern and Western Conference final. We have to wait for basketball for a couple of days, and that's stressing me out. Yeah, I'm fine. Right, but like it's stressing me out. It's it's good. It's, it's in, like a taste of what off season is going to be, and it just makes me stressed out. Um, we could talk about the off season, but this is period I more so think of when a playoff series finishes and another one's about to begin, and we yeah. have that in between time. It's kind of like when the final Harry Potter book came out. Yeah, and I read it only one chapter per day mm-hmm. and I wouldn't let myself read more. Yeah. So the prolonging of that right. made me savor the final experience. Okay. Now that you say it that way and you say it because of Harry Potter, I'm okay with it now. Expecto Patronum. So <laughs> Patron? Patronum. Oh, Patron. No, I said Patronum. <laughs> no, you I said Patron. The, no, I mumbled it. Play it back. Stop the audio. Play it back. I said Patronum. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said Patronum. Because that's what it's called. <laughs> Patronum. I'm not going to fight you on this. Yes, okay. it's called Patronum. But you said Patron. I did not. I mumbled uh, um, and that's what you did not whatever, hear. Whatever, whatever. Play the audio back. All right, what um, else are we Kawhi- talking about? So the off-season, though? What about the off-season? So. Kawhi's going somewhere. We just people don't know where. Do, People think 
he could go. There are three teams that people are talking about for anything right mm-hmm. now. Sure, sure. Philly, sure. Boston, L.A., Lakers. Ugh. Kawhi. People are talking about should they trade Kyrie for Kawhi? No. Nope. Nope. But you got Terry Rozier. Nope, you're fine. What do you need? What you're do you fine. Need Kyrie for. I, got I think Jason Kyrie's Tatum. bad juju. Some something some bad juju is happening with him. Keep Kyrie. It, no, with uh, Kawhi. Kawhi. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's fine. Don't bring in things that you don't know. What about in Philly? Who would you trade? Mm, you don't have to wait. He's a free agent. Oh. Yeah. He's, he could work there, I guess. Well, actually, in any situation, you could do free agency or you could trade for a Kawhi. You right. could work out some yeah. deals. Um, but yeah, you could give up someone. I just don't think... I think Joel is going to annoy the crap out of him. I don't think if he did, Kawhi would say anything. Oh, he would pout. That's what he does. Yeah, he's Dang. a pouting. Dang, that sucks. He's one of those guys who... When he's sad or something bothers him, he doesn't use his words. He just kind of emotes. Yep. Oh, I can't stand that. Yeah. Ugh. Just share your feelings. Well, if he goes to L.A., he needs someone with him. Paul cool. George? Paul George did buy a house in L.A. and made his daughter's uh, crib in there. So I saw that. So I think well, he's going there. L.A. Are, uh, LeBron already has a crib in L.A. I think LeBron's going to stay in Cleveland. I'm just going to say that. Okay. He's going to stay in Cleveland. All right. I don't think he even knows, but I think he's going to watch to see where Paul George goes and Kawhi. I think he's also going to watch what's happening to his team this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make it before they do anything He's going to see what yeah. they can do. If his team can make a go at the Warriors, even if they don't win, mm-hmm. he'll support that. But you also got to look at, dang, I'm in the Eastern Conference and the Celtics are bringing back. Kyrie and Gordon Hayward on a team that's already really strong. The yeah. Celtics are rising fast. He's seen this before in his career. Yeah, he does not want to go toe to toe with a Boston Celtics squad like that, especially with a coach like Brad Stevens. Yeah, he just doesn't have a roster for that. Like LeBron doesn't have a roster that he could trust in that. Outside way. of Kev Love, there's no yeah, one else. Yeah, <laughs> Kev Love showed up these playoffs. I appreciate him. He showed up the whole season. I need everybody oh, yeah, not no, to no, forget no. about this. I am. Listen, we blame- and I don't. Stand up for a lot of white men. We blame but. <laughs> we blame the white people for a lot of things on this, this cast is, today. This is not one of Kevin them. Love is not one, one of, of those. those reasons. Shout out. Um, um, but yeah, I think LeBron will. This series will be a big test of whether or not he stays in Cleveland. Mm. If he can't get, if he struggles with the Cavs team without Kyrie and Gordon, and he has a hard time with these guys, yeah, I could see him going somewhere and just blowing it all up. But he needs. Chips, he wants chips. Yeah. For him, it only comes down to rings. So where do I go that I could get that? I'd have to go to Boston. I'd have to go to Boston. Or the Golden State Warriors. No, he's not going to the Golden State Warriors. He's not going to. He's not going to do a podcast move. There's too many. No, he's not Kevin Durant. (laughs) There's too many cooks in that kitchen. Yeah. He'll take a meeting with them, but ultimately he'll say, you, you got to trade something here. You got to get rid of some people. It's too many personalities. Yeah, and he's also going to for max dollars. Yeah. Oh, they won't have it. They yeah. won't have it in they, there. Kevin Durant's got to get his yeah. this summer. Um, San Antonio? Nah. And who knows if Pop is coming back? If I were him, I've heard some stuff about 
that LaMarcus Aldridge drama last right. year and where that is and everything. He's doing fine this year, but right. he did fine this year. But like when I hear about Pop's relationship with that, and then also he had Kawhi issues now, mm. it's just a very different makeup than when he had Tony, Manu, and Tim. Yeah. And it it's a different generation of players, right? And so like yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. We don't know if Manu's coming back. We don't know if, we don't know if Parker's coming back. Like, but they're older. They're not going to be playing the way that they... Right. I mean, they're still clutch in a lot of ways, right. but they're not going to be playing the way that you need them to be playing. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, can we talk about how LeBron is just so effing clutch? Yeah. Jesus, mother of Christ. That jumper? They're running off the glass? It was the most... I I was sexually attracted to I that. was So I was <laughs> laying down in bed when I was... I had a busy day, mm-hmm. so I... I uh, <laughs> I wanted to see it, but I couldn't watch it on my computer. I could have, but I was right. like, let me just watch the, the, the Gamecast. Yeah. Gamecast is on. I flip it on. Like, okay, where are we? Fourth quarter. Eight seconds left. Uh. Tie game. I just uh. watched my computer screen. Uh. And then it flipped two points up on the Cavs side and said LeBron James hits clutch right. uh, or hits a jumper yeah. eight feet out. And I just rolled over in bed and just smiled the biggest smile and, and turned the lights out. To watch that live... <laughs> I, when I say I was sexually attracted to a play, yeah, that was the most realest thing I could. I, that's the most realest thing I can say. I was just like, that was so sexy, like one clutch, just like how you did that off the off the glass, just. It was perfectly angled. How on emotion in created what? some separation got up there his fadeaways are so pretty his fadeaways from far right fadeaways from far pretty like prettier than jordan's like i didn't think you were gonna say that yeah it's prettier than jordan's i don't know if it's prettier but i i think it's 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 got more range oh yeah absolutely i mean he's also bigger than jordan so his like that the range got more strength yeah it's gonna just come like height and weight and everything so this brings us to what i've been seeing all over the internet people wearing LeBron jerseys or drawings and and superimposing goat heads on yes, him. Yes, that's been a thing. Yeah. So people are erupted on the internet after sure. that clutch mm-hmm. shot. And when he got through this series, and they said, LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. I have watched... There, I stopped following a certain Instagram channel that uh-huh. regularly reports on basketball and sneakers. Uh-huh. Because they posted from their slam, I guess whoever was holding the account that day. Yeah. I just gave it up. Yes, you did. Go ahead. Slam magazine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I follow slam all the time. So I was just... they posted something, a comparison side by side of Le- just an image of LeBron and an image of MJ. And someone said from their gram, I don't know why this is even a debate. People are saying LeBron's better than Michael. He's not better than mj this is this conversation doesn't even need to be happening why are people doing this people lit up the comment section just attacking that mindset because the that peop- lebron is not better than mj right okay oh, the, not only that but the conversation is silly are you about slam online yeah slam online i don't see this post they might have took it, take it, taken it down. Maybe. But okay, once anyway. that was posted, I stopped following them. Because at this point, any person who is saying that the conversation of LeBron being better than MJ is at the very least silly, um, 
I don't know where you are anymore. Yeah. I don't know what planet you live on. My God. We are watching greatness before our eyes. Right. And nobody seems to notice. So something that Shaq said that I agreed with wholeheartedly is that every era of basketball has a great. That's true. And and it's just... Michael. Right. Yeah. And this era, it is. Yeah. Like, we had a Kobe in his mm-hmm, like era, mm-hmm, in his mm-hmm. time you can get it five six years yeah right? in this era it is like undoubtedly lbj okay so there's that yeah so, sure we like, all agree so we can agree at least in this yeah. era that he is there's the no greatest. question he's there's the, no question yeah yes there are great other players there's sure. the Stephs, the durants the Kyries, the yeah great there's great people tim duncans like they're there's great yeah. yeah Westbrook they're great they're great players too yeah. of all time still gonna be LeBron as far as like numbers and stats and stuff yeah. like that yeah as the resident Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan fan mm-hmm. you know the kid that had his you know wingspan in her bedroom mm-hmm. um, put the poster of him in the wingspan Ugh. I had a a life size cardboard cutout of him you did mm-hmm. that's dope I kind of want that I want it at a Walmart um raffle i wonder if i can find one now i want one in my office if i can bring mine from home i'll give it to you <gasps> what am i gonna do with it my god you really do love me at the front. i don't know when i'll do that though it's, it's okay big. <laughs> just can you bring it with you like can it be like a second passenger yeah, on I'll the plane see what i can do <laughs> anyway whatever that's, that's not the point of this conversation um so as someone who is like who my, michael jordan and me and the bulls and all that stuff is has a very like intertwined emotional like place of sense of home mm-hmm. when it comes to like understanding America, cultural, and we've talked oh, about this. Yeah. yeah, like this is as an immigrant kid, like that was everything, right? Like, especially being in a city that like we're the home team, like right. we're winning, like that's just dopeness all around. The Grand right? Canyon and the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> that was America in the late nineties. Absolutely, well, throughout the nineties, right? Like absolutely. And so for me, I I've said this to you before. I've said this to other people before. Michael Jordan brought basketball to the world. He did something for his size, for his the way he handled the ball, the way he did things, the way he shot. It was just so unique, mm-hmm. and his brand was strong. Mm-hmm. Outside of just what he did on the on the basketball court, his mm-hmm. brand, the Jordan brand, right. to this day, we want to buy Jordans. Yeah, you know, like men women children everywhere right all over all over like he's a, like people go nuts for it they can't get enough they of can't, it they can't get, they can't kids get hopped up on the jordans out here <laughs> and he like i i believe he created sneaker culture in the way that like everyone wanting jordans because of how cool it is and all these different believe. things believe does anyone not believe he created it again i don't know people's lives if any, yeah, people, but of I'm course. just I'm putting it out there like so he created this shout culture. out to Tinker Hatfield the designer of the Jordan line but I'm saying like this man brought basketball beyond just like the game of basketball on uh, like in a court or in a playground he made it global he totally made it global yeah he made it cool he made it interesting he he made it an exciting thing and he made it yeah. like all of these things so he brought basketball to the world and in a lot of ways like Kobe tried to do that, but Kobe was just a competitor. He didn't give a right. shit about anything else. Right. He was basketball, 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 which right. is fine too. What LeBron has done, he's brought the world to basketball. He's mm-hmm. brought, he's he's made basketball, and a lot of it has to do with his social political engagement and all these different things. So like, which Michael never did. 
You know, Michael never did any of those things. You know, his dad was gunned down. He could have easily talked about gun violence in in that moment, but he didn't. Mm. Granted, he was also mourning the death of his father. So, like, I'm not putting that on him. He Mm. was just, that was just not his lane. Right. He wasn't there. And I don't think he's still there. No. Potentially. No. Um, But LeBron, you know, came from this, like, broken home, quote unquote, right? Like, he had a single mom. He, like, he is, he he is who he is because of the really hard work that he put put forth yeah. and he's socially cautious and aware because we're living in a world where everything is in our fingertips mm-hmm. and so not only is he a beast on the court because his number numbers don't lie facts don't lie i know our president likes to think otherwise but facts Ooh. do not lie when numbers say x y and z it means x y and z those numbers those numbers are fire oh god you, and you compare those numbers to michael yeah he is on his way to pass him up. Mm-hmm. All-time scoring, assists, oh, yeah. rebounds, all of oh, those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, So when you just think of numbers and you just look at it just numbers-wise, he will he will, and will be the greatest of all time and will be for a while. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from the greatness that is Michael. Right. And for what he did to the sport. Oh, for sure. You know, it's, that's never going to change. For some reason, people think if Michael Jordan's not un- unanimously and... Uh, universally considered the best basketball player of all time. Right. For some reason he's less godlike. Right. And that's a position I just don't understand. And again, as someone who is like a huge Jordan head, like love Jordan, I still think Space Jam is the best movie of all time and that he's a phenomenal actor. Fight me. I fight me. Have not <laughs> I'm not questioning like anything I'm, about I'm like that ira- statement I'm you irrationally made. like I'm irrationally in love with this man, right? Like, as far as, like, who he is as a basketball player. I didn't feel like Tweety Bird was really bringing their all. (laughs) It was really what it was. Yeah, I think, I get it. The other characters, but Tweety, they should have cast someone else for that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I can, I can, I can, I can. uh... More Foghorn, Leghorn, less Tweety. That would have been nice. (laughs) Um, But, like, I look at that and I look at what it is as far as what Michael did for the sport of basketball, but what LeBron is doing not just for basketball, but also for the world. Mm -hmm. That makes him a well-rounded player. That makes him a great. Yeah. And in this time, we need someone not to just be a basketball player. And as you said, he's not just an athlete that dribbles, you know? And so when I look at it that way... Man, let's not like I don't want to have this discussion anymore. Oh, As sure. someone who is a diehard Bulls fan, diehard Michael fan, right. I can if I, Bryna, can admit that LeBron is the greatest of all time, I need everybody else to sit down and just admit it too. Who I It doesn't oh, take away you. from Michael. It does not take no. away from his greatness either. Great. He'll be on the Mount Rushmore? Absolutely. But there's four faces on that. <laughs> He's so tough. Put LeBron on there too. You know what's gonna be. You know what I was. I was talking to someone the other day. I'm really excited to see Wade and LeBron's kid come to the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're better than their parents, like their dads. What? No, yeah. no, no, no. I've seen LeBron Jr. play. Uh huh. A very good athlete. Yeah. Better than his dad, hardly. Uh. Hardly. With the training that he's been getting, I think he's gonna be better than his dad. We will see. And I said it here. Wait, wait, wait. You understand his dad is about to be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Yes. You, you understand he's going to be top five in assists. Three three did championships? I, did I stutter? You think this son <laughs> is going to rival I, his dad. Brother, did I stutter? What? <laughs> son no, I has think, ever rivaled. No, I don't think he's going to be like 
but I think he's gonna be he's gonna be like very good. Yeah, and as good. I'll take that. Yeah. Sure. I think he's gonna blasphemy at this table right now, talking I mean, about he's... him better than his dad. I... I should throw you out of your own house for that. Wow. Jeez. Really, you heard that? You heard that abuse coming? I'll take from care of Wrigley tonight. You go take a walk. <laughs> go All right, take some that. laps around the <laughs> around the island. <laughs> take some laps around the island. Uh, anyway, this um, but but to what you were saying, this whole uh, I do want to know who are on your Mount Rushmore of basketball. Oh, it's that's but, hard for me. So you think about that. I will say. Wait, I need to answer this right now. Yeah, but think. What? Take a second. Take a uh. second. But I, this this idea that. <sighs> LeBron's abilities are somehow overshadowed by his physical form. Mm -hmm. People say, Jalen Rose said this the other day uh, to Mike Greenberg's point. He's like, yeah, but LeBron and MJ don't play the same position. Yeah. That is but that doesn't... so not part of this conversation. And you... also, do you know that he plays all the positions? He, that's what they said. It was like, he <laughs> plays all the positions. And Jalen goes... Remember that time that he was a, he was a point guard? Yeah, no. <laughs> this season? All the time? And, and all the time slash also the season? Shooting guard, power forward, small forward, and center. center. Well, then Jalen goes, no, 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 he can't play center. They eat him up. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Either but he way, knows how to play He it. can play any part of this court. And defensive-wise, he was talking about his defensive prowess. Michael was like really good as a defender. But the uh, Greenberg was saying that he is... LeBron is a more versatile defender. Oh, absolutely. And I agree with that. He's like... LeBron has never been questioned on his defense. And if anything, he's made the, the block an mm-hmm. iconic thing. The backboard block. That's... Yeah. But, absolutely. But like... The, the idea that people would say, well, MJ was a shooting guard and LeBron was a forward. Well, LeBron is a point forward. Yeah. He handles yeah. the ball, he distributes, and he sets he things executes. up. He executes. He's a visionary on the on the court. He's, he's the head of the snake. Yeah. And uh, Magic Johnson was a six foot nine point yeah. guard. He's an inch taller than LeBron. Did we compare Magic to Michael? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Do we compare Magic to Larry? Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, they, they also didn't even played, play the same position. But they also played against each other. Yeah, but, you know, timing-wise, whatever, Magic was a point guard. Jordan was a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Larry is a small forward. Right. We compared all three of these guys to each other. Right. And LeBron plays all of those positions. I think he, I think, So what yeah. are we talking about? Yeah, I don't <laughs> when, understand. They don't play the same position. When have you ever used that argument for anything? Right. Who are you on your Mount Rushmore? Michael, duh. Mm-hmm. LeBron, duh. Mm-hmm. Just based off of this conversation. I have yeah. two more people, right? Yeah. Don't say Roosevelt. What? <laughs> Why would I say Roosevelt? I don't know if you were going to leave the, the faces on there. They're already there. <laughs> um... Wilt Chamberlain. Nope. Yes. No. Nope. 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 No. Bill Russell. Just for just for all every single one of his championships. For his black coach. Yeah, like Bill Russell. Oh, I feel very confident about those three for sure. Uh huh. Uh, I would agree with those three. Those would be on mine as well. Like just for sure, those Uh three: Bill Russell, Michael, and LeBron. I'm having oh, a hard time with the so fourth. Disrespectful. 
I mean, I want to say Kareem. I know. I'm trying to say Kareem. Like, I feel like, like, Kareem seems like the right choice. Just all-time scorer, who he is. I'm trying to say Kareem. But I don't know if it's Kareem or if it's somebody else for me. No, okay. Bill Russell, Kareem, Michael, LeBron. Okay. Those are my four. I'm not going to be disrespectful. Mm. I know. (laughs) I think I would probably do the same the only thing i might change would be switching out wilt for one of those i mean wilt was great too. Like, yeah, wilt, that's why that's what i was like take, yes no. No. Uh, i would have to take out i would have to take out kareem to put wilt in there i couldn't take out bill russell in all respect no there's no way i not. could do that yeah um like that's why those three were the easiest for me right. to just say i might put wilt in there why um his ability it's just sheer ability to play. Well, and, he, and he's had teams that weren't great. Yeah. He had people who just, I mean, he was carrying the team. And his rebounding was only rivaled stats. by Bill Russell, maybe, on some given years. But it was just, he had monster numbers. And he stayed in the game for a shorter amount of time than Kareem. And Kareem was, I didn't look at Kareem as a dominant Force. I looked at him as like a finesse mm. center, whereas Will Chamberlain just did everything. Right. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. I I feel like, you know, we always we don't give enough respect for Kareem, so I'm going to give yeah, it to Kareem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like it's it's a, just, you got I've been leading score with 38,000 points for how long? And the only person who's going to pass him up is LeBron. Yeah. And the funny thing is, if you ask me who's the best player of all time today, I would tell you LeBron James. If right. someone asked me who's the best small forward of all time. I might say Larry Bird. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that's weird. Like, how can LeBron be the best player of all time if he's not even the best small forward of all time? It's because he's versatile. He does a lot of stuff. He does a lot of other things he's on and off the court. Yeah, it's it's just... It's not ah, that complicated, folks. It's not that complicated. Damn. He's so good. So good. Um, Anything else you want to chat about? Yeah, what else do we... Um, which, which series what series do you think is going to be the most competitive between the West and the East? They both are... We have not talked about the Warriors and the Rockets. It's both going to be really competitive. But which one do you think is going to have two teams who are so evenly matched? It's going to be the, um, the Western Conference Final. I think it's going to be the Eastern Conference. Mm-mm. It's not. What Statistically, it's going to be the, is, is the Western Conference Final. You think the Warriors are going to have a hard time with the Rockets? Yes. Okay. I think... And, the, and many commentators and analysts agree with me. I, I, I hear that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the... Rockets are going to do as well against the Warriors as people think, and I think the Cavs are going to struggle with the Celtics more than people realize. Oh, I think they're going to struggle with the Celtics more than, yeah. But more than the Warriors will struggle with the Rockets. Yes. I think in terms of skill set match, the Cavs and the Celtics will be more competitive, Mm, and I think the Warriors-Rockets will go a little more in the favor of the Warriors. I'll give the Warriors... I think the Warriors will take it in five. I think the Celtics will... I think the Cavs will take it in seven. I think they both are going to go to seven. Okay. We'll see. I said it here. You said it seven and seven. I said five and seven. Yep. We'll see Oh, man, listen. If James Harden... For once, shows up. No, <laughs> not even de- no, no one's even talking about defense with him. What's defense? He, can he doesn't. Do, he, he does better. You know what someone told me today, he doesn't even know how to spell it. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, that's wow. sad that he doesn't even know how to spell defense. Yeah. Like, that's how much he doesn't know what that's defense is. That's an old joke. Huh? That's an old joke. I know, but someone said it to me, and it was really funny in the context of when they said it, okay? Can I guess who that was? No, actually, it's not who you think it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so, so it's not a boy that I've been talking to, so, yeah, dumbass. I was like, uh huh, that's cute. Um, no. All right, I don't know who it was, but the no, I think if James Harden can show up, because he has a tendency to wilt in big moments in the playoffs. You mean choke? Those are your words, not mine. Choke. He uh, could be. This could be the series for them. It could be. But LeBron but, will but always thing- show up, and those Celtics are not afraid of him. Yeah, and these and we found out, and you helped me realize today that this matchup from the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference was opening day. Yeah. For the NBA this this past season. Yeah. So, the tea leaves the were miss, correct. The missed shot from uh, Kyrie in the corner. Yep. To start the season mm-hmm. looked like it was going to be a great season for the Cavs. Yep. Man, they changed that entire roster. Yep. Um, not, and I think CP3 will be a really dependable capable guy he will that last game though he was just just on fire he loves being on a team where he can score now mm-hmm. he can shoot the ball and he's shooting the ball from far away from that three-point line yeah. and doing it well he's having a good old time uh, so love yeah, this damn game i am excited for the this is the moment of the year when i'm most excited finals we got yeah we the have conference yet, finals we have to Flip and watch a game together. I would we like done to. That. that would be nice. This is the moment. This, this is, is the moment. These are these, these are the finals. days. Monday. Let's do it. What, what starts on Monday? It. Which one? I think it's uh, Golden State and the Rockets. You want to watch the Cavs and the Celtics? Cavs Celtics. Okay, I'll let you. I will wait till the Rockets <laughs> and the Golden State get a little closer. Yeah. All right. I think that's all that we have. We want to talk about some dope people. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. To talk about some dope people, I think it is my turn to start first for some dope people. You ready for this, bud? Yeah. All right. So my dope person, let me pull my notes up, um, is none other than, ooh, let me go all the way up here, than Robin Rihanna Fenty, also known as just Rihanna. Um if you didn't know who she was. Rihanna, for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, is a singer, songwriter, actress. If you didn't know, she's going to be... She's been in a couple of movies, but she's going to be in the new Ocean's 8. Which is gonna it. Be, it's going to be pretty cool. That's the womanized version of Ocean's yes. movies? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. The main character, I believe it's Sandra Bullock's character, is played by Danny Ocean's sister. Like, she's Danny Ocean's sister, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, uh, I'll allow it. Yes, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. She's our age. She's thirty. Well, I'm thirty-one. Well, I'm thirty-one too. But like, you know, let me. All right. Let me just have this, okay? Gotcha. <laughs> um, Fair. Um, you said um, Patron, actually. Page, <laughs> you're dope. Anywho, <laughs> um, she's known for you know like the great music that she's done um, from Ponde Replay from back in the day. Oh yeah, Ponde Replay. Yes, um, Umbrella with Jay Z. She's done things with Calvin Harris, Chris Brown. That was a really she, tumultuous relationship. She was a pop princess back then. Yeah, she's done things with Drake, Eminem, Kanye West, Neo, etc. Um, people know a lot about her with her like relationship with Chris Brown and how he like. Basically, almost tried to kill her. If you read that police report, I read that police report yeah. recently. It's pretty bad. Anyway, the reason why I picked her, well, one, we talked about how she's just 
an icon at the Met Gala. She always brings it mm-hmm. like beautiful. Um, she's also someone who is unapologetically herself and doesn't yeah. give an F what you think. That's true. So she recently started gaining a little bit of weight, getting a little bit thicker, mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't care. Right. And like does not even like regard any of the haters for for that. Um, she also um, just recently um, developed a whole makeup line called Fenty Beauty, and people didn't realize that was her last name. That's why it's called Fenty Beauty. Mm-hmm. And it was probably, and we've talked about it in this cast, was some of the most inclusive makeup when it comes to range of colors, specifically for us folks with melanin. You know, different ranges, different olive tones and mm-hmm, warm mm-hmm. tones and cool tones for all the ranges of beautiful black and brown skin that's out there. Um, and so Fenty Beauty is like popping and it's crazy and it's awesome. And now recently she also just established a lingerie line called Savage Times Fenty. Uh, and the way that I think it's like uh, Savage for Fenty or something like that. Savage, Savage for All for or whatever. Fenty. Okay. And... If you look at, so lingerie, when you think of lingerie, I think of, you know, um, Victoria's Secret, skinny, boobs, like, that's what I think of, right? Right. Like, size zero or, like, negative zero. That's not a real number, but whatever. Um, But her, she not only is, you know, showing off her curves in some of this lingerie, but she is people from all different sizes, from people with, like, little itty-bitty boobs to people with really big boobs, curvature all around, um, and just showcasing them and their beauty, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Again, not a lot of lingerie, like big name lingerie people do that, right? Like the Victoria's Secret, the Aries and stuff. Like they're they're starting to do it now because it's like the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't always been doing that. So, which is super awesome. Also, she's just really herself. Like recently mm-hmm. she did like a makeup tutorial that, you know, YouTubers do sometimes um, on Instagram or wherever she posted it. And it was just like her being silly and she's like, wait, no, I look fat in this. And like she runs out, she runs back in and like, and then she just does her makeup routine mm-hmm. with her, obviously her products. Um, but like she's just authentically herself. Um, she also really opened up about her and Drake and how like they're not really friends anymore ever since the Vanguard incident where Drake like professed his love to Rihanna before giving her the Vanguard the MTV Vanguard Award. I didn't see that. <laughs> yep, it was awkward. Um, what? <laughs> it was, he just professes love. Yeah, it's like this girl is like the love of my life and like all these other things. I mean, it was sweet, but also like you can tell Rihanna was like. Can you just like give me the award so right. I can keep right. it moving? Um, she said it is what it is, and then I later found out that Drake uh, unfollowed her on Instagram, which to me Wait, she found out. Well, the you... internet found out. Oh, okay. Like because the internet, you know how we all right. Are, people all spend everybody's... time going through her entire followers list to see if Drake is there. Right, and also re- Drake's follow like who Drake is following list. Because he used to follow That's Rihanna. True. That's true. And you could just search to see if they're following. I'm going to go look at Drizzy's. But I'm going to see how deep that list is. <laughs> um, anyway, with that being said, she like takes it like a champ. And like she's just, I don't know, she's just a she's just a badass and like a great businesswoman. And I love Oh, yeah, to... you can figure it out. 1,644 people he's following. Yeah. Okay. It's not a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of like the million people that follow him, right? Right. So, um, I don't know. I just he she's winning. I always like seeing a you know a woman like her, a woman of color, winning and doing bomb things. So and and her being inclusive of all types of bodies of all types of of humans to be featured in her lingerie collection is pretty dope. So uh, I dig with, it. with that, I give uh, the floor to you, sir. 
That's a good one. Um, she, Brianna's killing it. She's doing yeah, good work. and she's she's definitely up there in the women that uh, in my top five women. That just my top five beautiful women that I oh. would love to marry. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Just be with. Got it, got it. Because my God, she's beautiful. Yeah, I give her that. It's like Beyonce, Rihanna, Deepika. I remember when I was a. Mm. I remember when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought her eyes were too far apart. I could see that. Now, I could see why you would I think don't that. See it, but now, yeah. but but but, that but I also think matter. she was like skinnier and like it maybe and whatever. She's beautiful. She's perfect yes, the way she, she is. She looks great to me. Yeah, I so. think, and I think her. Um, anyway, she's doing wonderful stuff. Yeah. So who's your dope person? Uh, we talked about it earlier, but since it's his day, um, it's his week. Yeah, hey, yeah. Dwayne Casey, Coach of the Year. Why don't we talk about that? All right. So tell me more about him. You want to hear some stuff? I'll just start with the personal stuff first. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a born in 1957 in Indianapolis, Indiana, mm-hmm. um, but he grew up in Kentucky. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. I thought you were going to sneeze. No, I was, um, he was, I was three yawning because I'm tired. Because it's almost midnight. Um, graduated from Union County High School in 1975. Uh, he went to the University of Kentucky. And during the 78, 70... Oh, so he played there for a little bit and um, helped guide his team to an NCAA championship in 78. Um, and yeah, he worked some jobs while he was in college. And he got his degree in business administration in 1979. Also receiving Kentucky's All Academic Award that same year. Mm-hmm. Currently, Casey and his wife have a home in Seattle, Washington. He and his wife Brenda have two kids, Justine and Zachary. Mm-hmm. And during the summertime, uh, he likes to go travel to Japan to help basketball camps and coaching clinics. That's cool. He has a strong tie to Japan. So uh-huh. I'll tell you about the coaching history in between there, between the current family life and and where he was growing up. Yeah. So this coaching record is long. Right. He spent a lot of time coaching basketball, and it's it's just amazing to me. So he spent a lot of time in Kentucky. He did one year as an assistant coach in Kentucky, and then, with his in '79, went to Western Kentucky then for five years to as an assistant coach. Came back to the University of Kentucky Wildcats as an assistant coach from '85 to '89. Something mm-hmm. I did not know is there was a controversy in '89 with the Wildcats team where. Uh, an envelope of cash, a thousand dollars, was mm. given to a parent, kind of left behind for a parent, and didn't a say bribe. why. As a bribe yeah. to get their son to sign on the team. Sure. And so that got a hold. Uh, the courts got a hold of it. They looked at it, and they, you know, brought up a lawsuit. Dwayne Casey was implicated, but never found responsible. But he was placed on a probation for five years Yikes. from the NCAA, so yeah. he couldn't coach there. And so then he went overseas to Japan and he became an assistant coach for the Japanese national team from 89 to 94. That's a long time. It is. And then from 89 to 92, he until 94, he was on two different Japanese teams as Mm. a head coach. Mm. So he had being head coach for a team in Japan. Yeah. As a black American who probably doesn't know Japanese. Yeah. You imagine? Yeah. Wow. It's got to be an experience. So in 94, he said, all right, I'm ready to come back. I served my time on my probation, mm. but I think I could go pro. So he gets an offer from the Seattle Supersonics to be an assistant coach with mm-hmm. George Carl. So he goes to play with uh, to coach Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and all them. Yeah, Currently he, known as the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Right. R.I.P. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> and then uh, 2005 to 2007, Minnesota Timberwolves, he played, or he coached. I keep saying played. Mm-hmm. He coached with Flip Saunders. Ooh, uh, a yeah, good, yeah. A good man, um, long forgotten, R.I.P. Thoughts to Flip Saunders. And then uh, he played for a... a should just redo this whole thing to do coaching instead of playing. Can you like auto find the word play and just insert? <laughs> no, coach? I don't. I don't got that. We skill. don't have that technology yet. No. All right. So then he coached for the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks as an assistant coach for a few years, and then in 2011 he got a head coaching job in the NBA, uh, his second after the Minnesota Timberwolves with mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors. So since 2011 to the present, he has been the coach for the Toronto Raptors. Doing pretty and well. And finally, after, what is that? 2018, so that would be... What are the numbers? I want to say 40 years. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Yeah, almost 40 years, about 38 years of mm-hmm. coaching. He won NBA Coach of the Year. How old is he? He is currently 61. Man, he looks good. Yeah. That blackness. That black don't crack. Wearing it. Wearing <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, definitely well-deserved. Like, he deserves it. He, you, you found something interesting about the pin that he wears for yeah. St. Jude's? Yeah. What about that? That So I noticed this season that he was wearing the St. Jude's pin. I've, I've worked with St. Jude's before, so I was like, oh, that's the St. Jude's pin. Um, and... Uh, and I guess like a bunch of coaches in the NBA like support St. Jude specifically the one that's in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And the last time that the Toronto Raptors were at Memphis, he and the team like um, like volunteered and helped out there. Um, but he was also saying that um, his grandfather, whenever he had money, would give money to St. Jude's. So, which was one of the reasons why he also wears it because he Aww. supports the facility and supports the the great work that St. Jude's do does. Uh, for children with cancer because cancer sucks and Noble cancer cause. cancer to kids sucks even more yeah not great yeah i agree <laughs> well yeah so shout out to Dwayne casey who hopefully will keep his job in toronto yeah and they especially will... if he won coach of the year <laughs> yeah you better retool that roster um, give him <laughs> make it to work. work with yeah absolutely come on you ain't the problem all right, I guess that's the episode. That's it. it was it was fun. Make sure you check us out on all of our social media platforms. Follow us and like us and comment and subscribe. Do all those good things. Um, until next week, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.